If after Mass I walked over into the rectory tonight and Father Justice were watching the news and Godzilla were rampaging in San Francisco, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Doesn't it feel that way? That just when you think it can't get worse or it can't get crazier, something does get worse or get crazier. In our own world, right? We thought a couple months ago it wouldn't get worse with the coronavirus. It's gotten worse, seemingly. We think and we see in the protests and the racism and the, all of that, and we think well, that won't happen here, and then it does. Add all of the other things that are going on in our world to this. And not only that, but in the midst of all of this, we're all trying to make a living, to live our lives, to follow Jesus, to serve other people to live in families and relationships and all the good, the bad, and the ugly that goes along with that. It is an incredible challenge, but it's not a new challenge. St. Paul reminds us in the second reading from his letter to the Romans that all of creation groans with longing for the coming of the kingdom. Not only that, not all of creation, but remember, we too, our creatures, we, as he ends that reading, are also crying out and groaning. This is a part of our human existence, is that eager anticipation at every moment in our life for the coming of Christ. It's frankly for what we are made. But it's not easy. In fact, throughout the course of our life, and sometimes on a daily or even an hourly basis, it is incredibly difficult, frustrating, and hard. We, too, cry and groan from the very depths of our soul. We desire, we have faith, we are here because we love the Lord, because we want to seek after Him. We desire to be holy. We know the answer is Jesus and His kingdom. But we don't know the way from where we are necessarily to where Christ is leading us. And it's frustrating and it's confusing. Into this milieu, into this chaos at all times, because the incarnation is eternal, comes Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And He speaks in parables. And one of the reasons he speaks in parables is to embrace for us the mystery of life. The answers that Christ offers to us are never the easy ones. They're never oftentimes, or they're rarely oftentimes, the ones that are the most efficient and effective for us in terms of social status or worldly success. But he speaks that mystery into our life nonetheless. He comes, and when he does give explanation we should pay very close attention. Because if we look in the Gospels, there are very few places where he actually explains what he is talking about. Today is one of those Gospels. And so what is he saying to us? What does it mean for us to have rich soil? Is that just something that we get? Is that just some of us are rich soil, others are the road on which it is trampled and taken up? Remember, Jesus says in the very beginning of the gospel, a sower went out to sow. God is constantly, ceaselessly offering each and every one of us his grace, new life, 
mercy, whatever we need. God is throwing it at our face constantly. But he never trumps our free will. He always invites us to go with him. He offers and offers and offers, but we too must say yes. And what does it mean to say yes? What does it mean to have good soil? But we must cultivate that soil constantly, ever and always. No matter where we've been, no matter what we've done, the Lord is calling us right now to new life. He's offering us what we need. Will we do the work of creating in our hearts good, fertile soil? A few weeks ago, I was on vacation with my parents, and every morning, my dad and the dogs like to go for a walk, and so my dad invites me to go along with them. And one morning at 5.30 in the morning, we're walking up my parents' driveway, and a couple houses down... The sewer district was there working on what looked like some sort of water line break or something along those lines. We walked down there, and it's, again, 5.30 in the morning. They've got the backhoe out. They're digging, and they've got this big hole in this person's front yard. A couple hours later, I went out to go do something else, and I go by there, and you see a couple people milling around. They're finishing up. They've clearly fixed what needs to be fixed. A couple, you know, they've got these big fluorescent yellow suits on. You know, a couple have mud up to their knees. One had it on his chest and arms. And there was one fella who was absolutely caked in mud. Other than the front of his face and the very top of his hard hat, every inch of his entire body was totally caked in mud. The reason that that pipe got fixed was because someone was willing to go in there. Someone was willing to do that hard, disgusting, dirty work to fix the pipe. Some people, yes, were willing to get a little dirty, but one person made that effort, dove in there, and the job got done. This is what the Lord calls each and every one of us to do. To give everything, to dive in there, to do that hard work each and every day of cultivating our hearts and our minds so that when He gives us His grace, we are ready to receive it and to respond. But here's the beauty of the Christian life. Though the Lord offers freely and fully to each of us His grace, we are going to find ourselves in a different position than anyone else, and our response is probably going to be different. So I offer three saints today for our meditation and reflection who responded to the chaos and craziness of their life beautifully, but in very different ways. The first is St. Peter Claver. St. Peter Claver came to the New World, and this was during the time, the peak, in fact, of the slave trade, and he was in Cartagena, Colombia. And he spent his entire priesthood on the docks, receiving the slaves as they came off there, off the ships, ministering to them, trying to heal them if they were sick, preaching Jesus Christ to them, teaching them about salvation. He saw the needs, these desperate, horrible needs of the poor, and he responded to them by living among them, by going to them, by holding nothing back. Another saint that we could reflect upon today is St. Oscar Romero. Now, St. Oscar Romero also in his own life saw poverty and the problems with poverty, and he absolutely served the poorest of the poor with his own hands. But he was called and felt called to combat the institutional things that lead to poverty, discrimination, and prejudice. And he called out the, govern- or the politicians and the business people and the practices that are within a society and said, these are the things that need to change. 
Peter Claver served those on the docks. Oscar Romero called out the problems and identified those within our culture and called us each to conversion as a result. And another one, probably one you've never heard of, that I'd like to reflect upon tonight is an Austrian farmer by the name of Franz Jägerstatter. Franz was a farmer in Austria who was conscripted, conscripted into the Nazi army, and he refused to serve. He was put to death because he refused to serve. His bishop told him to serve. His priest told him to serve. But what he saw in that regime and in that government and in what was going on in that society, he straight up refused. Because he thought, and rightfully so, that there are more important things than simply surviving. That to stand up against evil when it is manifest is what, in his life, was the most important thing he could do. And so each one of these men was presented with chaos and craziness and disorder. Each one received from God the grace to go out and to impact and to change. They gave, in one way or another, their lives for this mission. Oscar Romero and Franz Jägerstatter were both, of course, martyrs. Peter Claver was not. But martyrdom is the call of all of us to give our life as a witness to Christ. In the first reading, we heard from the prophet Isaiah, My word shall not return to me void. God is sending his word into your life. Open your hearts daily to receiving his word in prayer and in study and prayer with scripture. Open your hearts to his word in confession and in the Eucharist. The Lord's word never returns void. Will you help the Lord? Will you jump in to that bottomless pit, that mucky mire, and get to work? Because the other side is not a world free from Godzilla, but it's a world of joy, happiness, and peace with Christ in this life and in the life to come.